Hello and welcome to the Lisper Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Tyrone, and today's episode is called Clan in the Front. And when you hear the word clan, if you listen to hip-hop at all, I mean at all, if you really listen to hip-hop at all, then you know when you hear the word clan, what it refers to is the Wu-Tang Clan. So I didn't even have to tell you, when I said clan in the front, all my hip-hop heads, everybody who's my age and know about hip-hop or anybody who's listening to hip-hop who really truly listens to real hip-hop, not the hippity-dippity-bippity-skippity bullshit that's going around today, but actually listens to real hip-hop, they knew as soon as they heard Clan in the front what this episode was going to be about. That's right, this episode is going to be about the fucking Wu-Tang Clan, which I'm going to say right now is the greatest group in the history of hip-hop. And I don't care what nobody say. Wu-Tang Clan, to me, in my opinion, would be number one on my list of hip-hop groups. And they would be the GOATs. The GOATs of of hip-hop as far as groups, um, as far as <laughs> rap groups are concerned. And yeah, I'm not being disrespectful, okay? I know about Run DMC, okay? I was a fan of Run DMC. I listened to Run DMC. I like Rev Run. I like Run DMC so much that I watched Reverend Run's show after Run DMC was over. After Run DMC was all over, I watched Run's house. And Run's house was like... <laughs> Corny, I mean, Run's House was corny. It was a corny show. It was like Keeping Up with the Kardashians, something like that. But I watched it because I was such a fan of Run DMC. And I watched it even though Run was Rev Run. He became a reverend. He was Reverend Run. <laughs> it's funny now to hear me say Reverend Run. And now thinking about that show and watching it back and seeing that motherfucker used to be in the, bu- at the end of the, every show, he used to be in the bubble bath. He used to be in a bubble bath giving his little uh his little post show episode speeches in his little bubble bath and shit, looking all funny with his peanut head. <laughs> he changed my image of himself real bad. But I'm saying back in the day, Reverend Run, I mean not Reverend Run, Run DMC was the shit. I ain't even knocking. They had the Adidas uh outfits on. They made you wear Adidas. They the ones who made Shell Tops fucking cool. Shell Tops wasn't cool till Run DMC was wearing them. You know what I mean? Not tying your shoes up wasn't cool to run DMC was rocking their shells untied with the fat laces and all that. I know about all that. I know Run DMC um made the hip hop rock and roll hall of fame. I know about all that. I know about uh um also Run DMC doing the on um, the walk this way and transitioning over in the rock and all of that shit. Run DMC was big time. I'll admit it. But they was not. Wu-Tang Clan, not to me. Wu-Tang Clan surpassed Run DMC. And then you got N.W.A. N.W.A. was the shit. I know about it. N.W.A. Made, gave us the Ice Cubes. Gave us the um the Dr. Dre. Gave us um E.Z.E., which in turn led to like Bone Thugs and Harmony. You know what I'm saying? I know about all that. Ice Cube had the um Ice Cube had the Lynch Mob, and he had him with uh with Mac Ten and um. Uh, whatever the other guy's name was. Dub C and Mac 10, the East Coast, what is it? West Coast Connection, West Side Connection, I think they was called. West Side Connection and all that. I know how NWA kind of paved the way. And NWA was good. Fuck the police. That was my shit. I still fuck the police coming straight from the underground. They got a problem with a nigga because he's brown. And <laughs> not the other color, so police think they have the authority to kill a minority. You know what I mean? I know about that. I was there with EVE. I was dealing with NWA. They was the shit. Still, to me, not Wu-Tang Clan. Still not Wu-Tang Clan. I don't care. 
and I um I wasn't really that much into um like Digital Underground. I was like Digital Underground was cool. They had pop, they had Humpty Hump, the Humpty Dance. It's your chance to do the hump, uh, do the Humpty Hump. And people say, "Yo, Humpty, you're kind of funny looking." <laughs> you know, I like that song. I like Digital Underground. I like I get around the round and round, round we go. You know, and then Tupac was part of that group. Tupac came out of that. Cool. Not Wu Tang Clan. I don't care. And then what else? You have Public Enemy. Public Enemy. You know, I never really got into Public Enemy to tell you the truth. I know about Chuck D. I know about Flavor Flav. Yeah, boys. I know about all that. No Terminator X, Buck Wilding. Yeah, I know about them songs. Nine One One is a joke. Get up, get 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 down. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. They was all right. Public Enemy was all right. Still not Wu Tang Clan. And KRS One. I feel like KRS One had a group, right? See, now, see, that's where I'm fucked up because I know KRS-One was in a group. Boogie Down Productions? Was it called Boogie Down Productions? Yeah, I think it was called Boogie Down Productions. I think they was a group. KRS-One was the leader of them. Cool. Good. Eric B. and Rakim. Cool. Good. Nice group. Cool. Good. You know? Then they had uh, Diggable Planet. I mentioned Bone Thugs and Harmony already. The Fugees did some shit. But none of them, none of them are the Wu-Tang Clan. And now I'm going to go into the two groups that I thought was close. I mean, no, matter of fact, I'm still got some more groups left. Um, Salt and Pepper was out. Female group. Cool. They they didn't do much, though. They had a couple of hits, but they didn't do much. And then uh, who else? Oh, the other groups. Um, the Roots. Roots was a cool group. I like the Roots. I mean, I don't like them now. They they, they somewhere else doing something else. But I, I, the Roots was all right. Roots had some hits. The, um, the Lost Boys, Mr. Cheeks. Mr. Cheeks has already had some hits, but um, there, there was leaders at a new school. There was uh, the Foo Snickers. Remember the Foo Snickers? I'm a true. What? I am a true Foo Snick. I'm a true. What? I am a true Foo Snick. They was all right. They was all right. Remember the um, um, Dice Effects? Dice Effects. They won the facts. Dice Effects. They won the facts. You know what I mean? I like them. Crisscross. Crisscross had me jumping. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. Chris Cross made a nigga wanna jump, jump, the Mac Daddy, make it, you know? I was doing that shit. I was in grade school talking about I was the Miggity Miggity Mac Daddy. You know what I, mean? I was the Miggity Mac. I wanted to jump a little bit. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. Chris Cross was cool. You know, you Onyx. Onyx was cool too. It's time to get live, live, live like a wire. You know, heads up. The Onyx is here. Heads up. Flam, flam was my shit. Flam. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Make noise, me boy. Flam. You know what I mean? Onyx was cool too. Um, still not Wu Tang. I, I just can't. I can't put none of them above the Wu Tang. I'm still trying to think of any more groups that I could even think of. Pete Rock and CL. I mean, what is it? Was it Pete Rock and CL Smooth? Was it? Yeah, I think it was Pete Rock and CL Smooth or something. Uh, who else was the group? What other rap groups? Um, yeah, that's about all I could think of, except for the ones that I'm about to put in this category, you know, because, uh, oh, the Fugees, I mean, the Fugees had, the Fugees, uh, they had one good album, I mean, the score was, like, up there, like, the score was, like, one of the top hip-hop albums from a group ever, but the Fugees didn't have enough longevity, and the Fugees just, um, and Proz wasn't that great, you know what I mean? Clef killed it a little bit. Why Clef killed it for a while? Lauren shit. 
Lauren, she had the world by the bizarre. She gave it up. She just um, she had to go. <laughs> she had to go with that Marley man. But <laughs> but you know how that goes. But still, um, the Fuji was all right. They was up there. But um, no, not the Wu Tang Clan. And then I gotta give it to the honorable mentions because the Goat Group is the Wu Tang Clan. But I can't um not try. I can't I can't take Tribe Called Quest. I mean Tribe Called Quest. I was like. You know, man, and what the Buster Buster came from these other new school, but the tribe was there, and um, tribe is all that. I can't knock a tribe called Quest. I can't, you know, I was into them. I left my wallet in El Segundo before. <laughs> I mean, I left my wallet in El Segundo plenty of times, you know. I remember Benita Applebaum, she had it going on, you know, Benita, Benita, Benita. Yeah, I mean, I remember that, you know what I'm saying? Scenario, doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. That was the shit. Scenario was the shit. You know what I mean? You got to give it up for the tribe. Tribe was in there. Tribe was um, winning. But no, no, still not Wu Tang Clan. Still not. And then and then you got Outcast. You got Outcast too. And Outcast is up there. I ain't going to lie. Outcast is up there. I rock some Outcast. It's that Southern Playlistic Cadillac funky music. You know what I mean? I was into that. I was into them gasoline dreams. And I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, synthesizer. Yo, see, a lot of people don't know about synthesizer. That was my shit too. Synthesizer. Oh, when I worked at um, when I worked at Alligators, I was driving this little Mercury Links, and I had the Atlian CD, and I had the um, the motherfucking Wheels of Steel. We on the Wheels of Steel. Yo, I'm killing it. I love Outcast. I still do love Outcast. I wish they would like get back together and do another album. You know, I, I, I want Outcast to do another album, but all said and done, still not Wu Tang Clan. Just not. And it ain't no, it, it's no way around it. It's no, it's nothing else I can say because they're the GOAT group. Now, first, before I even get into why they're the group, GOAT group. I'm going to get into how I got introduced to Wu-Tang Clan. So, back in the day when I was a kid, everybody know, that everybody that know me know, and everybody that don't know me that listen to my podcast probably heard me say it because I mentioned it a lot. I'm not ashamed of it, but um, my mom still does it, and my mom is is, is um, a great woman, wonderful lady, Linda Livingston, and she um, is a Jehovah's Witness. And she's been a Jehovah's Witness since Roni was a baby, you know what I mean? Since as far as back as I can remember, I think my sister celebrated one Christmas. I think my oldest sister celebrated one Christmas. I remember, I, I, I remember one Christmas we had to celebrate because I remember in my back room when we lived in the house. I remember in my back room for years there was a candy cane drawn on the wall. It was a candy cane drawn on the wall in my back room, and my sister said that that candy cane was for Christmas. And um, it was in my back room on the wall, and it stayed on that wall for years. That candy cane was on that wall for years. My sister said she drew that candy cane one year when they were celebrating Christmas. So there was a Christmas in the Livingston house at one point in time, a long, long time ago. The Christmas in the Livingston house was like Star Wars a long, long time ago in a land far, far the fuck away. But there was a Christmas one time, I'm guessing. But anyway, so we were Joe's Witness. So we didn't get to listen to music like that. We didn't get to listen to shit like that, you know, uh, no Wu-Tang, no, no Run DMC and stuff. My sister, my older sister, I always look to her for my music. I always look to her for my music because 
what happened was I only knew Jesus, you know, Jehovah's Witness songs. I only knew, like, I can spit them joints out and still the thing. But as for me, determined I shall be to walk eternally in my integrity. See, I still remember those songs because guess what? We sung those songs every Thursday night. We sung those songs every motherfucking Sunday. Okay? I knew that Jehovah's Witness songs, but as far as regular music was concerned, I couldn't listen to that shit. My dad was a heathen, but my dad didn't listen to hip-hop. My dad listened to, like, the Ivy Brothers and, like, Stevie Wonder. I was allowed to listen to Michael Jackson and, like, Whitney Houston and, like, Aretha Franklin, all that kind of shit I could listen to, you know. My mom didn't even, Michael Jackson was even kind of bad. Billy Jean, my mom was like, what's that Billy Jean talking about? She's just a girl. You think you're the one? The kid ain't your son, huh? You ain't listening to that. You know, I was, you know, it was tough. But my dad did listen to some music. My dad used to have a stereo listen to some music, but, you know, that was that. So when I was younger, I didn't get to listen to music. And the only people that I thought was cool on this planet was my uncles. My uncles was cool. Now, we ain't know that they was drug dealing ass niggas back when we was kids. We just thought they was cool. They always had money. They always had fly clothes. My Uncle Kevin always had some fly shit on. My Uncle Anthony had some fly shit on. My Uncle Leon was the fucking flyest. This man was like pimped out, pimp daddy. And I'm looking at my dad like, yo, like, why? What? Why are we corny, dad? Why are we corny? Like Uncle Leon fly shit, Uncle Kevin fly shit, Anthony fly shit. Why are we corny? And I didn't know that my dad didn't want to sell the drugs. He wanted to be on them. <laughs> he wanted to be a family man and work hard and take care of his wife and kids a legit way. And I'm like, you know, it's so funny because my dad didn't want to sell the drugs with his brothers because he wanted to be a good man and, and have a good job and work hard and take care of his family the right way and he didn't want to sell the drugs with his brother but then the motherfucker wanted to be on him right that's fucked up right but his brothers was cool as shit so i looked up to them and then after them it came my sister my sister deborah was cool as shit like she was who who i looked up to to be cool because she i ain't gonna lie she had the niggas like my sister had the niggas so I was kind of protected by the niggas because I would see niggas in the neighborhood and I would be like, them niggas will beat niggas up, but they talk to double. So I'm cool with them. You know what I mean? It was like, Tyrone is the little brother. He cool. Don't fuck with him. That's double brother. He cool. So it was like, I'll see the niggas. And I thought I was cool because I would see the older niggas and I'd be like, what's up? And they give me their head now. What's up, young boy? Yeah, what's up? Because they talking to my sister. I don't know what they're doing with it, but they talking to her. I don't know if they getting a pussy, whatever. But <laughs> they cool because I'm cool. She cool. We cool. So I looked up to my sister. So when my sister started going out to the world and doing her heathen shit, because she definitely was on some heathen shit. When she was going out to the world and doing her heathen shit, she would come back home with some of her heathen music. <laughs> And I catch it. She ain't know I was listening, but she go in her room and put her little tea, her little tape deck on when my mom wasn't home. And she was listening to like EST. EST is the at Nicholas one. Ow. I'll never forget that because she had it in her room and my mom would leave for work. And then I would be like going upstairs and my sister would be in her room jamming. I'm like, what you jamming to? And it's the greatest man alive. EST is the at Nicholas one. Ow. The greatest man alive. And I was like, oh shit, what's this? And I'm listening at her door. She comes to the door. What the fuck you doing? <laughs> I ain't got shit to say. I was just like, well, um, EFT's the ad Nicholas, my 
Ow. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck they were saying. I just knew it was EST. And I was like, cool. And then she was listening to like um cool seeing all them. Oh, oh, you got it. The glamour is like she was listening to something. But my sister was getting all of the fucking music from her old hands. And I was just fucking just listening to it, sneaking, listening to it, trying to steal her tapes. Whatever she had, I was like, double, what's that? What's that? You know what I mean? I was in it. Yeah, some people don't like the way that salad walk. I was like, what? She was jamming. So I was jamming from her. So all the time, every time I wanted to listen to music, it came from Deborah. You know what I mean? It came from my sister. So I was like, cool, cool, bet that. My sister's the uh my sister was hip hop for me. <clears throat> my sister was hip hop for me. And then when I started listening to hip hop, my sister started putting me on. So I started knowing some groups, knowing some songs. Then Power 99 had the countdown at, at night, nine o'clock countdown. So I found a little radio and was able to uh, sneak and record the 99, Power 99 countdown at eight because my mom was working. I was recording that. So I had my little tapes of little songs, little Ty Call Quest shit, little songs. And I was getting into it. But my sister had the cussing in her song. And I'm listening to the songs on the radio and I'm like, and I'm singing the songs with the radio because I know them now from listening to my sister's shit. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this shit corny. Like, I want the cussing. Where Deborah at? <laughs> Where the fuck is Deborah at? You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got into my music. So um, like I said, I looked up to my sister. And as I got older, my uncles got corny. I mean, seriously, they got corny. One of my uncles, uh, so my uncle got shot up. One of my uncles got killed. My uncle Leon, he went down to South Carolina. He ended up getting killed. He was the flyest one, the coolest nigga. He ended up getting killed down South Carolina. My uncle Aunt, my uncle Kevin went to jail for a little bit. My uncle Anthony ended up getting shot up up here. And then the whole nostalgia of them just went away. It was like Uncle Kevin was like, no, I'm not doing this jail shit. I'm not getting fucked up no more. I'm going to get me a job. I'm going to be legit. My Uncle Anthony was like, I can't be in the streets if a nigga breathe on me. Because after after him getting shot up and coming back to life, it was like, if a nigga breathe on him, he's going to die. So he became kind of a nut ass nigga. Like, he still had clothes and shit, but he was kind of nutty. And then um, so I had nobody to look up to, so now it was Dubber. And then I started looking up to Dubber. Dubber started getting boyfriends, and I started looking up to her niggas. Like, she had a nigga Fred, he was cool, I was looking up to him. She had her friend, uh, Tina, she was up there with them. She had Ham and Chevy and these niggas. And I was just like, they the cool niggas now. They fucked with my sister, they the cool niggas. And then my sister got with my brother, Zach. And now that was the cool nigga to me. That came by in a car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, my sister was still a teenager. She had a nigga coming by in a car. So I thought he was cool. That nigga pulled up in a car to get my sister. And he like, yo, you talk top roll, yo, fly. And then he was my nigga because he caught me fly from the jump. Like, I was just Tyrone, corny ass, little young boy Tyrone. This nigga started, yo, fly, what's fly, what's that? What's that? What's fly? Fly tie. Fly tie, that's me. Holy shit. Give me a dollar. Give me a dollar. Like, and every time you pull up, yo, fly, where your sister at? Give me a dollar, bro. I get it. I get that. I was selling her out. Give me a dollar, I get my sister. Even if she around the corner with her other nigga, I would run around there and go through the back way and come out the back. That that nigga out here, but he gave me a dollar, so you better come on, bitch. Let's go. <clears throat> but anyway, I thought he was the coolest. And um, 
So my sister got an apartment across the street from my mom's house, and I would go over there to come see them sometimes. So my nephew was there. She had a little baby. Cortez was there. I would go over to go see them sometimes. And Zet would be there, and he had his homies in the room be smoky because they were smoking weed. They was doing they was doing 40s and blunts like a motherfucker. And the room be smoking. They be smoking weed, drinking their 40s. And I thought that shit was cool. I would look at them like, oh, this is the shit. <clears throat> it's smoky in here. They got the blunts going. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is some cool shit. I thought they was the coolest ass niggas, right? So I go in there one day and the shit is on. Boom, 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 boom. The shit's like M E T H O D man, M E T H O D man, M E T H O D man, M E T H O D man. And these niggas is in there drinking 40s and smoking up and bobbing their head. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm in there bobbing my head too. It's like that shit. M-E, and I'm spelling it in my head. M E T H O D. Man, I'm like, method. Okay, method, man. Oh, shit. This shit was this shit. And then it was like, I got myself a 40. I was like, yo, yo. I didn't know what to do. I fucking saw that shit and I lost my fucking mind. Like, I was like, I was like blown away. Like, you know, in them cartoons when the head just blow off, that was me. I was the fucking head exploding fucking emoji. My head just blew the fuck off. And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? I got to find out what it was. I'm, I I didn't even know about no Wu-Tang. That's the thing. I didn't even know about no Wu-Tang. All I knew was M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Method, man. Method, man. That's all I knew. But what I did know was I found out that up 52nd Street, they used to have tapes on the stands. And they was bootlegged in a motherfucker, you know what I mean? They was bootlegged tapes, but they used to sell them, like, right on the street. You could walk up to a stand on 52nd Street, and for $5, you could get a bootleg tape of anything that you want, any any album, any CD, any rap artist, anything you wanted. They had them lined up out there for us. So I ain't going to lie. A nigga went through my dad pocket, my mom pocketbook, and I ain't even going to front. I ain't even going to lie about it. I ain't even going to say nothing. I used to go knock on people's doors. Jehovah's Witness shit, knock on your door. Hey, you want to watch Tower Awake? Hey, coming for Jehovah, the kingdom of the Lord, all that shit. I did it, right? And they used to get, and we say, we're not, we not asking you to pay for these, but we accept donations, <laughs> you know? And I, I, I've been forgiven. I've been cleansing my sins, I believe. But at that time, I was like, we accept donations for this watch Tower Awake. I'm doing the Lord's work. But they didn't know that the Lord and his work was donating me getting my motherfucking heathen music because I damn sure took some of that change. The money I stole off my mom's pocketbook, which was changed. My mommy never had dollars. She basically had change, you know. And then and then whatever I got from my dad, and sometimes I would mow a lawn. Or, well, not mow a lawn. We ain't had no fucking lawns. I mean, shovel a snow or fucking um, go to the store for Miss Fanny. Miss Fanny sent me to the store. And I used to trick Miss Fanny because I used to be waiting. And when they, when the new album came out, I wanted to buy that bootleg. I used to be at Miss Fanny. I used to sit on Miss Fanny's step. The other kids be playing. I'm sitting on Fat Fanny's step. Because Fanny going to want something from the store, I'm going to give me 50 cents. So I was hustling in to get my money. And I was getting money. And I didn't want no video games or nothing. I got up $5. And I went to that stand. And I said, yo, I need Method Man. Um, I need the Method Man. And they was like, you mean Wu-Tang Clan? What the fuck? No. I mean, Method Man, I need that Method Man. M-E-T. I started saying it from M-E-T-H-O-D, man. M-E-T. And I'm bobbing my head like I'm still in the house. Like, this how they do it. This the dance for it. M-E-T. You bobby head. M-E-T-H-O-D. Man, y'all don't know that? Y'all don't know this shit? And the guy just saying, like, yeah, you want the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, all right, dude, whatever, man. Give me this tape. Give me the tape. Do, they get, do this tape. 
got the Method Man on it. And they're like, yeah, the Method Man, the Wu-Tang, what the fuck, kid? And he start yelling at me and shit. And I'm just like, all right, give me that shit. Give me that M-E-T-H-O-D, man. You know what I mean? Give me that shit. And at the time, it wasn't a whole Wu-Tang tape. It was a, um, they had the Maxi, uh, uh, what is it called? They had the Maxi singles. They was called Maxi singles where you could buy a tape that had, like, the singles of the album on there. So when I got the tape, all it had on there <clears throat> was Method Man and Protect Your Neck. That's it. I didn't give a fuck. I only wanted the Method Man song. Like I said, I ain't know nothing about no Wu-Tang Clan. I only wanted the Method Man song. So I go on there. I go home. I play it in the air. I'm listening to M-E-T-H-O-D. Man, I got to hide it. I got to play it. I got to turn it down low, listen to it. I got to sneak and get my earphones, Walkmans, all that shit. I got to sneak and listen to it. So I got to listen to it on the way to school. I had to walk to school, so I had to listen to it on the way to school and shit. Sneaking. Because I ain't want my, it was no way I was going to be in my mom's house and hear her say, I got myself a shorty. I got myself a 40. You know what I mean? I can't do that. I can't have white owl, um, fat bags of skunk and white owl blunts. You know what I'm saying? My mom can't hear that shit. And then I'm listening to that. And then the next song come on, I'm like, what's this? And it's like, yeah, watch your step, kid. Watch your step, kid. Watch your step, kid. You best protect your neck. And I'm like, protect your neck? What the, the fuck? What does that mean? Like, protect your neck. And then they just rapping. And I'm like, oh, shit, this ain't Method Man. This ain't the Method Man. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, hold up. There's a lot of people. There's some other people in here. But they, I'm like, yo. So now I'm like, yeah, protect your neck. I'm going, I don't even know what this fucking New York slang mean. I'm going to school. I'm like in eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. I'm going to school. And they talking to me. And they like, yeah, Tyrone, what you, um, what's this, this, and that? And we playing wrestling. We running around the school. And I'm like, yeah, protect your neck. You better protect your neck. And they looking at me like, what are you talking about? What the fuck's wrong with you? Are you retarded? What do you mean protect your neck? I'm like, yeah, protect your neck. Because they ain't know about no Wu-Tang. I went to a school that was like for, um, I went to middle school and my middle school was like for smarter kids. I was in like, a, it was like a charter school. It was like the original, my middle school program was like the original charter school. It was like the Hamilton School Charter School. So we was a charter school. We was like the original charter school. So we were a bunch of smart kids that were smarter than like the neighborhood kids. So we got to go to a better school, better for smart kids. And the other thing was most, like a lot of them was Jehovah's Witnesses. Like I never, ever, 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 ever had so many Jehovah's Witnesses in my class in my life. This 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 charter school was full of Jehovah's Witnesses. So when I was saying protect your neck, you know, they was like, mm what do you know about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And I'm just like, oh, y'all witnesses of Jehovah. Y'all don't know about the, the heathen music. So I thought I was cool. I had something one up on them. Yeah, yeah. I'm listening to the heathen music. Y'all don't even know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y'all still singing. But as for me, you know, sing that shit. I'm singing Protect Your Neck, motherfucker. Yeah, watch the step, kid. Watch the step, kid. <laughs> you know? And I'm trying to do my brother Michael, too. I tried to introduce him to it a little bit. I was giving him a little dips and dabs up, but we was watching Urban Expressions. And stuff like that. But it was like, I ain't give him all of it. I ain't let him know I had the tapes in the beginning. I ain't let my little brother know I had the tapes. You know what I mean? I just let him get in a little bit. I put him on to a little bit of hip-hop. I put him on to the Power 99 at 9. A little bit of shit. I ain't let him hear the cussing. 
Yeah, I mean, I ain't let that motherfucker hear the cussing. But anyway, so that was that. So I'm already like 25 minutes into this motherfucker, and I ain't even get to the nitty gritty. That's see, that's how big the Wu Tang is. I didn't even get to the nitty gritty. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to commercial right now, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm about to kill the rest of this episode. So I'm gonna go to commercial, and I'll see y'all on the other. Y'all gonna hear me on the other side. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. All right, so welcome back. So now I'm listening to Protect Your Neck, and I'm like, yo, it's um, Wu-Tang Clan. It ain't Method Man. It's the Wu-Tang Clan, and they got Protect Your Neck. Method Man's the two singles. So now I go back to the jaw, and I'm like, yo, um, I need that Wu-Tang Clan. I done stole another five. I don't know where I got five from. I probably stole it or, 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 or hustled it up some kind of way, took the Kingdom Hall money. I did something. You know, They were like, yo, you going to put that change in the contribution box? Yeah, I'm going to put Okay, I'm going to put Okay, I need five dollars. It's like six dollars here, so Jehovah get get one, and I get the Wu Tang Clan. I know it's wrong, sounds bad now, and I'm not proud of it, but shit. I mean, the fuck? That's what I had to do. That's what that's what it was about back then. I needed myself a shorty and a forty. I had to be about to go and stick it. You know what I mean? So it was whatever. So now I go and I get this Wu Tang album, and I put it in, and it's just like. I'm hearing these Chinese people, they like Shaolin shadow boxing and they saying all the Chinese things. And I'm like, what is this? And it's like, psh, psh, whoa, psh, whoa, psh, like karate shit. And I'm like, oh, all right, this is um weird. You know, I was like, this is weird. It's some karate shit, but I ain't care because uh, it was 36 chambers and I realized that I remember the seven chambers um, karate movies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's where they're getting it from. Then Wu-Tang Clan, Wu-Tang Clan. I started linking it to the karate films. I was like, okay, that's cool. It's not corny no more. It's not cool. And then it's like, doom, doom. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the, bring the, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. And I'm like, bring the ruck motherfucking ruckus. And now I'm like, yo, because motherfucker was not a word like that I used, you know, I was always with this. We, we, like, if I said damn or shit, maybe ass, I giggled, you know what I mean? I was corny, he, he, kiss my ass, he, he, a little not ass young boy. Now I'm in, now I'm like motherfucking ruckus, yeah, protect your neck, motherfucker. Like, I was going crazy, you know what I mean? And then it's like, yo, cash rules shit. Two for five, two for five, what? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. I was like, yo. And then, and then niggas started calling money cream. And the funny thing was, I knew what that meant. When niggas was like, yo, I got to get that cream. I'm like, yeah, he talking about them dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I was cool as shit. Wu-Tang made me cool, for real. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. I was like, out of my mind. I was like, out of my mind, then shame on the nigga. Shame on a nigga who tried to run game on a nigga. I was just like, what? He's like, and then old dirty pass was so funny because he was like, yo, what? I'll fuck your ass up. I was just like, yeah, that's me. I will fuck your ass up. I'm 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 out there now. Now I'm I'm the shit. Now I'm getting in fights because of the Wu-Tang clan. I'm literally getting in fights because of the Wu-Tang clan. Because people were saying shit to me on the street. I'm like, my nigga, protect your neck, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? What, nigga? I'll fuck your ass up. That's how I was. I was out there. I was buck wild and I'll fuck your ass up. Wu-Tang had me hype as shit. 
I used to walk to school with Will, and then Will was um tears with the shit. Cause like after the laughter comes many tears. Oh, oh. He's like my little, you know, and, and I understood the story. His little brother wanted to get the bread. He wanted to get the wonder. It's a hot day in the summer. He walked past the crazy gutter. You know what I mean? They tried to take him for the bag and the dough, but he was brave. He looked him in the eyes and said no, and, he, and they and they killed him. You know what I mean? And I was just like, damn, yo, like, that's fucked up. And so that was that. And then I started getting high. I started stealing weed from my sister, smoking a little bit. Because I still thought my sister and her husband, you know, they cool as shit. They smoke weed. They drink 40s. I got to smoke weed and drink 40s, too. Plus, Wu-Tang Clan said it. They got themselves a shorty in a 40. It was influencing me. I am not going to lie. Hip-hop music did have a negative influence on me. I wanted a shorty. I wanted a 40, I wanted to go and stick it. I wanted white owl blunts and well, they was Philly blunts. They wasn't white owl. We had to get Philly blunts. We was in Philly. But I wanted Philly blunts. I wanted to smoke weed and drink 40s. I wanted my I wanted I was about to go and stick it. You know what I mean? I wanted some bitches. I wanted all of it. Cause Wu-Tang Clan said it. I wanted the cash to rule everything around me. I wanted everybody to protect their motherfucking neck. I wanted to bring the ruckus. I was, I was in it, bro. So once I started smoking weed, it was over. I started smoking weed and I was just in it. It was like Wu-Tang Clan was my shit. Um, it was about that W, about that Wu. You know, it was like RZA, Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Raekwon, the Chef, You God, Ghostface Killer, and M-E-T-H-O-D, man. And then the mystery of the chest box, man. My people saw you with me where you at? In the front, in the back, Killer bees on attack. I was like, shit. And then like, when they did their first video, you know, all the videos I was used to, Run DMC, all the videos that I ever seen on Urban Specials, all these motherfuckers was clean, nice cars, looked like, you know, like something that I would aspire to be, something that I can get to. I saw that Wu-Tang Clan protecting that video. They look like me right now, dirty, fucking that. just just fucked up. They look fucked up. I was like, yo, them niggas is real niggas. They ain't even fronting about it. They just, they got somebody video camera out their mom backyard. They even the mom backyard on a video camera just out in the field. They just, they just grimy, just dirty, grimy. They fucked up. I can relate. They was my niggas. I was friends with Method Man and them. You know what I mean? I was friends with them. So then uh, they did a Wu-Tang Forever um album and it was like i was in high school then and it was like i was in high school then i went through a little bit of wu-tang shit i went through like uh, method man and some singles um the single records i'm not gonna get into them right away i'm gonna go to the singles records after this but wu-tang forever came out and reunited it's Wu motherfucker wu-tang motherfucker i was like into that shit triumph triumph now triumph was one of the it was a banging ass song i like triumph but the whole part about Triumph was um um the video. The video where they had the bees and it was like, oh, the killer bees are attacking the city and they had the bees come and they formed into all the like Wu-Tang members and shit on the different things. And, and yo, Triumph, man, you cannot tell me that there is a video out that was better than that motherfucker back in the day. So, and then he had um, the impossible. You can never defeat the gods. Impossible! 
I like that song, because Ghostface, I'm on here, it's like, call an ambulance, Jamie been shot, word to Kimmy, don't go, son, nigga, you my motherfucking horse, they still got, don't move, just think about, give us, she was three in January, your young God needs you, and he was just saying the story about how his friend died, got killed out there, he was talking about how the cops came, the police talking as a joke, he was talking about how the um, dirty Tasha was in the back of the cop car telling, you know what I mean, it was like, it was a cool, it was like a story and shit. Then they did the W. I listened to the W. I was in my car. They had the one blood, one blood, one blood. And the gravel pit, check out my gravel pit. And I was into that too. And they had this song again, Hollow Bones. And Ghostface again. Ghostface told a story like, outside the check cashing, flashing, dipped in fashion, five cherry face faggots tried to cash in. I'm like, yo, this shit crazy. It was crazy, yo, and I and I just been listening to Wu Tang ever since I bought every Wu Tang album, and yeah, it declines. And yeah, every album ain't great, but every single Wu Tang album you still get a hit. Like even on the Better Tomorrow, they had Iron Flag album, I got a hit. Better Tomorrow, I got a hit. Ruckus and B Minor is a great Wu Tang song on the um, Better Tomorrow album, and um, I'm just in it. And when Wu Tang sold that uh. That whatever that album was that RZA put out that one that sneak album that was only supposed to be one copy and that guy bought it for like two million dollars and then he went to prison whatever that album whatever it is I got the um <clears throat> I got to see the playlist but I, I guess you're still not allowed to listen to it but man if I was rich man I would have went and bid on that I definitely want would have went to bid on that album but okay so now I'm gonna get into why Wu Tang Clan is the greatest group of all time and here it is simple okay so i hear about rap groups and all the rap groups you know outcast was two guys you know what i'm saying two dudes on outcast they both was cool both was good and boom they made a group run dmc was basically two rappers salt and pepper basically two rappers <clears throat> boogie down productions was really like one guy i mean it was really like krs1 <clears throat> And I guess he made it a group because he gave credit to whoever did anything. Um, Public Enemy was basically like Chuck D. And Flavor Flav was like a hype man. Terminator X was supposed to be like the DJ. I don't know anybody else in the group. Uh, Digital Underground was basically like um, Humpty and, and, and Tupac. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, um, what's Humpty named? Shock G? Shock G or something like that? Whatever. But it was like... Um, most groups only had maybe two, maybe three dudes contributing. I think Tron was three guys. Uh, Leaders of New School was three guys. You know, Fuji's was three. But you had three, like, real contributors, tops. <clears throat> and like I said, the Wu-Tang came out. Rizza, Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Duck, Ray Kwan, Chef, You Got Ghost Face Killer, and the Man. It was eight of these motherfuckers. <clears throat> it was eight of them. And so I'm like, damn, eight motherfuckers in one group that can all rap and contribute to, to an album, that's, that's unprecedented in itself. That was unheard of. That was something like outrageous. And then to think like you did not have really no bad guys in this group. Out of eight motherfucking rappers, you got all pretty decent rappers. RZA was good. And even if RZA wasn't the greatest rapper, because RZA's not as good as a rapper as these other guys, but RZA knew how to put the songs together. RZA knew how to put the beats together. RZA was like the, the guy who initiated. RZA was like the leader. They said they formed Voltron and RZA was the motherfucking head. So even though RZA might not be able to contribute as far as the rhymes was concerned, RZA, RZA baked the track in his militant. RZA put this shit together. 
Rizzo was the head of the Voltron. You know what I'm saying? So Rizzo had the contributions in that way. Jizza shit. <clears throat> Jizza can rap. Jizza may not have had the singular success or the, the solo success of the other artists, but Jizza, he can rap. He was putting it down. Inspector Deck was all right. I mean, the only one that I probably wouldn't say was that good was you got. You got was kind of corny. To me, you guys was probably the worst one. But you got his contributions to the Wu Tang albums was always good. I couldn't see you got rapping an album by itself. I couldn't see me listening to a you got album. I couldn't see me like if I had to pick one, I wouldn't pick him. But you got contributed to the Wu Tang album. Capadonna came on later and contributed a lot and became good. Red Man became an honorary uh Wu Tang member and he fucking was killing it. You know what I mean? So they had, but originally they had eight guys that was contributing and all doing it. And I didn't think it was going to last long. Eight guys, I thought once the money started coming in, that they, it was going to be fucked up. It was going to be issues. But they all branched out. They always able to do their solo things. So once they started doing their solo things, the money wasn't really an issue when they came back to do Wu-Tang albums. Wu-Tang albums was just really kind of, I would say, just for them to be like, yo, that's my man's and them. Let's do an album together. <clears throat> but we got our own shit. Method Man got his own deal, got his own money. Ghostface got his own deal, got his own money. Raekwon, everybody got their own deals, got their own money. But when we come back and do a Wu-Tang album, we just do this shit together. They would say, my fees go with his fees, marry his fees. That's how we keep Wu-Tang money all up in the family, you know what I mean? It's been a long time. Like, they they cool. They all squad. They all family. Some of them is brothers. Some of them is cousins. Whatever they are, they related. They cool. <clears throat> it was just great. And I thought they was all good. But then you find out how good they are when they branched out. I'm going to tell you right now. Method Man is my favorite rapper all the time. Now, yeah, I got a podcast episode that says Eminem is the GOAT. Yeah, Eminem might be the GOAT. My personal favorite rapper of all time is Method Man. I'm not saying that nobody's better. I'm not saying that Nas is not better than Method Man. I'm not saying that Jay-Z not better. I'm not saying. I think that Biggie was the best, to be honest. In my honest opinion, Biggie was the best that ever do it. Biggie is the best rapper I've ever heard. Is the Notorious B.I.G. But Method Man is my favorite. He's just my favorite. I just don't. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's about his flow. I don't know what it is about him. Method Man is my favorite rapper, right? But so I put him in my top five there a lot. But look, in my top ten, there's three Wu Tang members in my top ten because Method Man, Goldface. And Raekwon and Sheffield in my top 10 rappers of all time. Three members out of one group making my fucking top 10. Because you can't tell. Saying. I'm just saying. But let's get into it. So Method Man wanted to branch off for himself. I think Method Man was the first one who branched out. He had Takao. And on that Takao album, Method Man had Bring the Pain. I came to bring the pain. Everybody knows bring the pain. If you hear about pain, you know bring the pain. He had bring the pain. He had the Method Man remix. He had release yourself when I first stepped on the scene. Niggas was petrified. You you know about release yourself. Yeah, we keep it moving, baby. We be moving. You know we keep it moving because we keep it moving. We keep it moving. You know we keep it moving. Yo, like. I'm serious. That Method Man, album, that Method Man album made me feel the same way as the Wu Tang album. It was like, what's that shit that they be smoking? To cow, to cow, to cow. I was like, oh shit. And then that from that album came All I Need. That All I Need song, the original All I Need was on that To Cow album. And then he hooked up with Mary J. Blige. And he hooked up with Mary J. Blige. And they did the All I Need remix. And you can't tell me that that wasn't the hip hop 
fucking love smash of the decade. Like it was like you're wrong. Like sweet morning, do I need to get by? Every every you sung that to your bitch. You was getting some pussy. Like like even if y'all was fighting, y'all was breaking up. All you had to do was come in the house and put that shit. Like sweet morning, do I take one look at you? You know what I mean? And that was the like, that was the baby, I'm sorry. That was the pussy getting song. Word life. You don't need a ring to be my wife. You know what I mean? That was the shit. Messing me with the shit. And then he did um T2. T2 had dangerous grounds on there. Suspect chin music, Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman, bring me a good dream. He did um, he did blackout with 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 uh with red man. The blackout album, you know you listen to the rock wild. You can't lie. You listen to the rock. I don't care. Microphone check. Mic microphone checker. They got that from Dr. Sex, but they theirs is better. How you take a song from another group and make it better? There, Red Man and Method Man's microphone check. Mic microphone checker is better than Dr. Sex shit. You know what I'm saying? They did the Rock Waller. They did um How High. You cannot tell me you wasn't listening to that How High remix. How High. So high that I could kiss the sky. Up, up to the sky. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, murder, 1, lyric at your door. To cow, bring it to that ass floor. I'm breaking all these rules like glass jaws. Yo, you got to get mine before you get yours. Fucker, we don't need no rap tours. I'd rather kick the facts and catch you with the rap jaws. Yo, like, I'm telling you, you, you can't, you can't deny meth and his longevity, and then meth went into acting, and he became, like, a pretty decent actor. He was cheese on the wire, cheese on the wire. That's it, man, went to fact, he's still acting now. He's on, uh, he's, um, on the, whatever, that power shit. 50 got him on power or whatever, but now 50 clowning him for fucking Wendy Williams, he's saying. But you know, Method Man got on that cloud, um, that power. Method Man did his thing. He's got some albums out. I um the Meth Lab. I got the Meth Lab last year. He's got some still um some bangers still on there. Meth just put out some shit. Meth just put out some more shit that I'm like listening to. So, like, Meth is in his own right, um, a great rapper. He's in his own right. A fucking rap legend. He's in his own right on the list of the greatest rappers of all time. He's in his own right on that list. And like I said, the Wu-Tang Clan has produced three rappers that I will put in my top 10 all day, every day. The second one is Ray Kwan, the chef. Now, Ray Kwan ain't done nothing that I can say that was formidable recently, but the Purple Tape? The Purple Tape is legendary in hip-hop, okay? Only Built for Cuban Links came out with a purple cassette. It was purple tinted tape, and I don't care. I bought the bootlegs, and I had to steal enough money to go buy the real one because guess what? The bootlegs didn't have the purple tinted tape. The bootlegs didn't have a purple tinted tape, so I had to get enough money to buy a real copy of um, Only Built for Cuban Links because I needed the purple one. Your shit had to be purple because of the fact of the matter is, if you pulled out only, if you was in your car, if you was in your car, because I was driving by then because I had the little Mercury links, my sister gave me them. If you was in your car and you was listening to um, incarcerated scar faces or, or, or ice cream, watch these rap niggas get all up in your guts. French vanilla, butter, pecan, chocolate deluxe. You know what I mean? You was listening to ice cream and your homie hit that tape deck and that tape popped out and it was clear. It was the clear regular tape shit. You was going to be a fucking clown for the rest of your life. You was, was going to be a fucking clown. But when my homie hit that tape deck and my shit, that shit popped out purple. 
It's the purple tape, damn motherfucker. Yeah, Skippy, right. I got the purple tape, my niggas. Put that shit back in there. We listen in the criminology. I told you a long time ago. Don't fuck with me, you monkey motherfucker. You know what I mean? Incarcerated, incarcerated, Scarface is verbal intercourse. But what if you? That was my shit. Like, all oh, the treacherous glaciers of ice. I didn't even know what they were talking about. I don't know what the fuck they mean. They said the treacherous glaciers of ice. I don't know what the glaciers of ice is. I know that song's a banger, though. Oh, spot rushes. Boom, 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 boom. It be a line for line, line for line. This is how we get down. Yo, yo. Heard the key in the lock. Cock the glock. Turn the lights out. Dip behind the couch. Keon gagged his mouth. Oh, my God. Spot rushes. Oh, Wu Gambinos. Boom, 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 boom. Johnny Blaze. Lou Diamond, who want to get you now? They want guns. I'll be the last to set off shit. First to run, last to run. I mean, we rolled together as one. I call my brother son because he shine like one. You know what I mean? Wu Gambino. Man. I can go on about that. Then the fucking Iron Man. That's why Ghostface goes on my list too. Like Iron Man. Iron Man came out and it was like Tony Starks. I'm like, Tony Starks, the Iron Man, the cartoon Iron Man? Like, well, I don't know. Then they had the Winter Wars on there. Yeah. Fucking Wildflower. Then they made the other long song, Cam A. Cam A is the other fucking Wu-Tang love song. After all I need is the first Wu-Tang love song. Then the next one, Cam A was going to get you some pussy. Just another helpless fool in love. This is what I am, another helpless fool in love. Yo, Cam A was going to get you some pussy, bro. What's happening, brown sugar? I say you look so good today. Ankle bracelet wrapped around your leg, you know what I mean? Or the one you're like, you sexy motherfucker. God damn, what's the recipe? You make a nigga want to God damn. I was like, yo. Can you cook, darling? At the stove, you're Marvin. Baked macaroni, turkey wings, a nigga starving. He said, here, honey, let me pull a chair from under. I have fun, plus your backyard speak with thunder. <laughs> she had a thunderous backyard. You know <laughs> Yo, that was my shit. They had Black Jesus on here. Marvel. Um, motherless child, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. Like that shit was the shit. They told the 500. You can't tell me you did not like that Daytona 500 video with the speed racer. Bam, 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 bam. And the way that shit came on, we are the G-O-Ds. And we came to ride the spot. Oh, my God. You can never fuck with Wu-Tang Killer Bees. <laughs> yo, I'm getting, yo, this shit crazy. Then Supreme Clientel with one, one, and it only takes one. How many nuts we bust y'all? One at a time. How many blunts we smoke? One. Yeah, that was the shit. Apollo Kids. Apollo Kids live. This bit the real. Damn, Mighty Healthy on there. Malcolm. Then he had Fish Scale. He had the champ. I'm the champ. I'm the champ. Bulletproof Wallace. Maxine. That song, Maxine on Bulletproof Wallet, is a true song. I mean, I can't, you can't tell me that that ain't a true story about the ball coming and he done caught the crackheads, then smoked all his packages up. And she's like, he's like one shot, blew Maxine's head off, one slap, like took Maxine's head off, he slapped and shit. The kids fucked him up, threw him out the window. He's like, nobody didn't even care. He's like, this is Pam, baby, mother, um, dirty mother house. The same shit go on at her brother house. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was cool as shit. I got a story about, um, so let me tell you about Supreme Clientel. This shit still heats me the fuck up, right? <clears throat> it worked out 
but it still heats me to fuck up. So I get my Supreme clientele CD. So Day Day, my man Day Day pulls up. And he's in his brother Rich's truck, right? And his brother like, yo, what's up, fam? What's up with y'all? So him and Day-Day in the truck. And we like, what's up? We don't usually hang with Rich. Rich was older than us. He was kind of corny. We ain't really hang with him. But he pulled up in the truck. And he's like, yo, what's up with y'all? What's up? And he's like, you know, he got some weed. But I'm like, you know, Rich got that corny shit. But I got the real shit in my pocket. You know what I mean? And so we get in there, me, Rich, Conrad, Day-Day. I don't know. It might have been another nigga with us. Whatever. And I'm like, I got some shit in my pocket. Let's go, let's go, let's get high. Let's, let's, you know what I mean? Let's get the 40s and blunts popping, whatever. So Rich, I guess Rich can't smoke at home. He was a, he was old enough. He had a wife and kids and shit, so he couldn't smoke at home. So we got in his truck and we would ride around and smoke. So we riding around smoking. I don't know what Rich had in his radio. Some old bullshit, whatever. But I'm like, yo, pull, pull back to the block, pull back to the block. So we pull back to the block. We pull up. We get next to my car. I'm like, let me get out. They're like, where you going? I'm like, I got to go to my car. They're like, oh, you ain't around with us? Yeah, but I'll be back. I go to my car. I hit my CD desk player. Boom, 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 boom. I had a five disc joint. I hit the bing, bing, boom, boom. Get out my Supreme clientele. Get back a rich shit. Now we put this shit on. Now we put on Supreme clientele. And now all of a sudden, the party is way better. Now we driving around and we fucking listening to Supreme clientele. Supreme clientele. Bam, bam. Bam, 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 and then, bam, 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 and then we getting busy in that drawing, getting high as shit, all fucked up. So we get fucked up. Rich brings us back to the block. He got to go home. We all high and fucked up. My Supreme clientele is still in my man's fucking tape, in my man's CD player in his car. So I'm like, Day Day, I need my fucking Supreme clientele. Day Day, like, oh, Rich got it. Get my shit. So now it's like, it's a couple of days, yo, yo, day-day. I need my Supreme clientele. Rich got it. Yo, get my shit. And then it's like a couple more days. So now, finally, I know. He know the Wu-Tang shit. He know my reference. Day-day, you don't get my Supreme clientele. I'm going to bring the motherfucking ruckus. Wu-Tyrone ain't going to be nothing to fuck with. You know what I mean? You're going to have to protect your motherfucking neck. I told you a long time ago, don't fuck with me, you monkey motherfucker. You know what I mean? I was hitting all of the Wu-Tang shit on him. Because you better run my shit. And Day-Day was one of my best times. He's my lifetime niggas. He's one of my best lifetime niggas. He, he's in the Nasty Boys. He was in my crew. He's in my squad and everything. And, he, and we was about to fight. We was going to come to blows over this motherfucking Supreme clientele. So Day-Day is like, cool, cool. I got you. Let me tell you how. We get in my car. And he's like, yo, I got, I got your Supreme clientele back. Like, all right, cool. We get in my car, he puts it in the, in the in the CD player. And it's playing. And it's playing. It sound good. It sound like Supreme Clientel. Problem is, I go to take that motherfucker out. And it don't got the fucking thing on there. It don't got, it ain't gray. It don't say Supreme Clientel. It ain't gray. It look like a regular, like a CD, like he made this at home. I said, Daddy, what the fuck did you do, man? Did your brother, did your brother dub my CD? I don't care if he dubbed my CD. I don't care if he remixed my CD, dubbed it, put it in his computer, made a new one. I don't give a fuck about that. But I want my original shit. You get your brother this shit back. But that ain't even what happened. What happened was Day Day went to 52nd Street, got me a 52nd Street special fucking Supreme clientele because his brother wasn't giving my shit up. So now it's like, okay, Day Day, it ain't your fault. You try to replace my shit. It's cool. When I see Rich, I'm going to fuck him up. Only reason why me and Rich didn't get into a fight was because the Supreme clientele bootleg 
must have been like a a a, a, a special edition version of the album or must have been something crazy because they had two songs on there that i never heard before that wasn't on the supreme clientele so when i heard those two songs and i was like oh it's two extra songs on here i wanted to keep the bootleg so i'm like we can squash it <laughs> those songs were so good that we can squash it i'll keep the booty for a minute i still went back and bought a new original supreme clientele but that bootleg i kept it because it had two songs on there that i liked so we squashed the beef, but it was about to, yo, he kept my Supreme clientele. It was about to be a motherfucking problem. And I tell you a problem was about to be a problem. And then you had, um, okay, so that was Ghostface. That was, um, what is it? That was Ghostface, Raekwon, and Mesh. Now, Jizzard did um, Liquid Swords. Liquid Swords was a good album, too. I like Liquid Swords. It didn't just it just didn't touch me as much as the other ones. I don't know. Liquid Swords didn't touch me as much as the other ones. But for real, Method Man put out a bunch of albums. Ghostface put out a bunch of albums. And then we had Old Dirty Bastard. Now, for real, for real, I ain't going to lie. I didn't think Old Dirty Bastard was um that good of a rapper. He wasn't. He was like... <clears throat> he just said some crazy shit and he had a good voice and he had a weird flow and he had shit going on with him that you know it was like different he was different he wasn't a good rapper his lyrics wasn't, wasn't that great yeah you know i mean his lyrics was kind of dumb crazy he was shouting he was but but he made you laugh and he had fun and i'll tell you what on the brooklyn zoo album i mean whatever the return to the 36 chambers album he had brooklyn zoo in there brooklyn zoo was the shit I don't care what you say. I don't care if you didn't like Old Dirty Bastard. You still, shame on you when you stepped through to the Old Dirty Bastard. Brooklyn Zoo, you still rock that what, my nigga? You still rock that shit. You still listen to that shit. If somebody put that on, you knew what that was. You still was like, shame on you when you stepped through to Brooklyn Zoo. You rock Brooklyn Zoo. And then they had Rawhide on there. Move them in, move them in, move them out, move them out, stick them up. Rawhide, yeah. So... He had some hits on that song. I grabbed the mic and I damaged you. Crush your whole stamina. Here comes the medical examiner. One verse, you out for the count. Bring the ammonia. Make sure he sniffed the right amount. Wake him up and then ask him, why did you attend this? Competition, nigga, the ass whipping so tremendous. Boy, you know you shouldn't bother this. Leave me alone like your son said. D, or you'll be fatherless. You know what I mean? That was, that was cool shit right there. So old dirty bastard, he, he wasn't as good as everybody else, but he brought some shit with him. So like I was saying, when most groups have two, three guys in the whole entire group and Wu-Tang had eight guys in the group and Wu-Tang had the two, the three top guys, Method Man, Raekwon the Chef and Ghostface are three of the greatest rappers in rap history and they was in one group. You can't get that nowhere else. Name a group where three of the greatest rappers in rap history was in the same group. Because even if you want to say Run DMC, Run DMC had Run and DMC. Damn, Mr. J was an old rapper. Okay, you want to say NWA? NWA didn't have three of the greatest rappers in that group. For real, for real, NWA only had one great rapper in that group, and that was Ice Cube. EVE was shock value for real. EVE was cool. He had cool lyrics. He had a cool voice, but he was mostly shock value. Um, Ice Cube, you could tell, was probably writing Dre's shit. Dr. Dre wasn't really a good rapper. Dr. Dre had the beats. Dr. Dre had the production. Dr. Dre had a cool, like, rap voice, rap style. But Dr. Dre wasn't the rapper, man. Nobody's going to put Dr. Dre on the top uh, rappers of all-time list. So N.W.A. didn't have it. So I'm saying Wu-Tang Clan had at least five good rappers in that group. Maybe six, right? No other group had six good rappers in it. None. 
No other group in history has six good rappers in it. No other group in history was able to have a longevity. Wu-Tang been selling albums for 20, for uh, what? Since 1990, what, 92? Wu-Tang been selling albums since 1992. They still get, they still selling albums. Wu-Tang just had an album a few years ago. So from 1992 till now, this group is still popping. Method Man still putting out shit. Ghostface still putting out shit. They, uh, come on, they got the longevity. They got the production. Some of the production is outrageous. Like, yo, everybody was sleeping on that. Wu-Tang production is outrageous. They got the production. So they got GOAT production. For real, for real, because they do. They, a lot of their songs, the shit. Like I said, they the 500, Winter Wars, Wildflower. You can't get better beats than that. Method Man has some beats. Protect your neck. Bring the pain. You know what I'm saying? They have some good beats. The mystery, the chess box, and like the shit with the with the karate shit, Brooklyn Zoo. They had good production. They had goat lyrics. You know what I'm saying? They had goat lyrics. They had fucking um banging ass songs. You know, good songs, good longevity, good record sales, good album sales, good money. They tried to come up with Woo Wear. Woo Wear was a bust, you know. Nobody, I mean, you can't wear rap people clothes. I mean, even Jay-Z, Jay-Z was the probably the best that did it. Sean uh or, or Puff Daddy with uh with Sean John, he might have did it a little better, but you know, after a while, them rap clothes is just a gimmick. Once the rapper ain't hot, the clothes ain't hot no more. So once woo kind of died down, nobody was wearing. Nobody really wore woo wear anyway. I never really seen woo wear ever really pop off. Maybe them New York niggas, but they didn't care. You know, something to do. They had money. They didn't care. Like everybody thought state property clothes were so good. State property clothes wasn't that good. It was bullshit. The only niggas that wore state property clothes was um silly niggas for real. When I went out of town, like when I was in the army, I went out of town and stuff. I went to different places. Nobody didn't even nobody didn't wear that state property shit. You know what I mean? So, you know, some things didn't work out for them. Then they had a lot of branches off. They had the, um, the grave diggers and, and they had the presents killer bees and they branched off. And Method Man got his Boar Street life in them. They all right. They all right. They incorporated Capadonna. Capadonna was all right. He did a single album there. I don't I'm writing down with Capadonna. Single album. But Capadonna in the Wu-Tang Clan was all right. And like I said, I don't know if you got, you got to rock the single album or when you got was with his boys. You know, you guy did some, you know, he performed well, you know what I'm saying? So they had some shit going on with that. And um and Red Man became an honorary rule member. Red Man's a shit. Red Man can hold his own against anybody. But Red Man was a shit. He did the blackout album with Meth. He did uh blackout too. And he's been on a on a lot of Wu Tang shit. He's like one of their honorary members. He he can put the, the the W. He can tattoo the W on his arm with no problem. They wouldn't say nothing to him. He part of that shit. Okay, so Wu-Tang's the gold thing. Here's another thing I wanted to bring about Wu-Tang. They're fucking, uh, what is it? They're ad-libs, not ad-libs. What is it? They're inter, the interludes or whatever. That's what they call them. Um, ah, yeah, they're called interludes, okay? The Wu-Tang interludes remind me of us when we get high. When we get high, we talk a bunch of shit too, and that's what the interludes was about. They was all like, they mostly was talking shit like, yo, yo, you know what happened here, or whatever, or yo, you see that nigga, look at that nigga, yo, look like he looking like a bum. Or they was talking about their clothes or something. But the best interlude, because I know for a fact this happened, it reminds me of my Supreme Clientele one. So there's an interlude where they come in, and he's like, He's like, they coming in, and they come in the house, and you can know they coming into, like, an apartment or a project or wherever they are, and the boy goes like, yo, where my killer tape at, God? Yo, where the fuck is my killer tape at? And he's like, 
man, I don't got that shit. And he's like, yo, you don't got my killer tape guy? Like, how you don't got my shit when I let you hold it? You know what I mean? How you don't got my shit when I let you hold it? And he's like, niggas came through me and they had 40s and blunts and I don't know what happened. Like, I don't give a fuck about that nigga. Where my shit at? I don't want to hear them niggas came through before you play. Like, I don't got that shit, man. Niggas came through before you play. And that's how I feel. I'm like, well, where my Supreme clientele at, God? Where the fuck my shit at? Yeah, I don't got day day all, man. My brother got it. How you don't got my shit? I'll let you hold it. You know what I mean? That was the same kind of shit like we were taught when we got high. Where my shit at, dog? Where my killer tape man, God? I was like, yo, that sound like us. When they was like, when they was like, um, torturing, they were talking about I'll fucking cut your kneecaps off, make you kneel in staircase, piff and shit like that. I'm like, yo, this shit. It's fucked up. Well, we made fun of each other too. Like when he said, he said, yo, Shamik just got bust three times. God, he's fucking dead. He got shot in the head. He got bust three times. Blood leaking all over the place. And then the boy goes, is he dead? You're like, is he dead? What the fuck you mean? Is he fucking dead? Is he dead? Is he dead? Make a funny job. Like, that's the same way I would talk to Day Day and Conrad. Like, if I came in and told him that Day Day, Day Day would be the one. Day Day would be the nigga that would be like, yo, is he dead? And I'll be just like that. Like, what the fuck you mean is he fucking dead? I just told you crazy shots went the fuck off. My man's head's laying there. He's on the ground, head, blood, and he's laying there like a newborn fucking baby. You know what I mean? That's how I would talk to. So I understand. I was just like, I vibe with them. Like, even their interludes with some shit that I was just like, wow, bro, wow. Wow. And so, yeah, you, that's it. That's it. Method Man is my favorite rapper. Method Man is in my top 10. Ghostface is in my top 10. Raekwon is in my top 10. And I'll tell you what, Jizzit can make a top 50 list. And Old Dirty Bastard, even with his style, nobody can copy his style. His style, that's why he said he was the best. It ain't no father to his style. Ain't no father to his style. Nobody can copy his style. So Old Dirty can get in there. Old Dirty can get in there too. So you got four to five rappers that would be on the list of greatest rappers of all time and they all came from one group with tell me where is it better if you tell me where is it better tell me a tribe called quest is better why was q-tip better than method man q-tip better than iron man ghostface killer q-tip better than um q-tip don't have nothing better than iron man nothing better than Takao. nothing better than fucking uh the, the purple tape the Purple Tape as a standalone album is better than Tribe Called Quest album. Okay? Outcast, you think Andre 3000? I mean, I love Andre 3000. And the Love Below, I give it to him with a banging ass album. But I would take a Method Man, a Ghostface, a Raekwon, a Jizzle album over an Andre 3000 album any fucking day. Any fucking day. Eminem and Royce, Bad Meets Evil, that's, that's tight. That's tight. Eminem and Royce is tight, but Royce ain't at that level. I mean, he's at that level lyrically, but he's not at that level successfully to be like, I can put him on a top rap list. No, hell to the no, to the no, no, no. So yeah, right now, Wu-Tang Clan is the GOAT group of hip hop. I stand by it. And anybody want to challenge me, stop the fuck up. Stop the fuck up. Stop the fuck up. I'm going to give you the verbal intercourse. I'm going to um get all your cream. Um, you better protect your neck because I'm going to bring the ruckus. It ain't going to be no mystery, you know. And then after I fuck you up and after you lose the battle and after you realize that the Wu-Tang Clan, you lost and then you ain't got no argument and after you all done, I'm going to sing Kame to you. You're just another helpless fool in love. You know what I mean? And we're going we gonna to leave it at that. I'm going to hit you with the last thing with the Wu-Tang love song. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that's it. So if you uh, you get y'all to show respect, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. They just not. When they said that, they meant it. When they said that a long time ago, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. They meant that shit because they not nothing to fuck with. And in that song, I picked the right song because that was the song too. Clan in the front, let your feet stop. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So Wu-Tang Clan is the GOAT group. Oh, one more thing I wanted to say. Um, So... Uh, I got a story about old dirty bastard, right? This is a true story, right? I'm living up southwest, and I'm living with my homegirl Sandra and, and his bitch Dana and, and Francesca. It was me, Sandra, his bitch Dana, and Francesca. We all had a little uh little house on the southwest side, right? And we all living in there. And I go in to there was a McDonald's on uh 50 something Woodland. Is that 50? Ninth from Woodland or 60th from Woodland, whatever. It's McDonald's there. So I drive to McDonald's. I go in and I'm chilling and I'm standing there talking to old dirty bastard. Like, and he don't got no, it ain't no bodyguards with him. It ain't like people around. It was almost like nobody didn't know that was him. It was almost like he was almost incognito. And I'm like, yo, that's old dirty bastard. And I go up to him and I'm like, what's up, my man? He's like, yo, son. He's talking to me. He's like, yo, son, what's up? He's all like slurring. I could tell my man was coked up. I ain't gonna front. You could tell he was coked up. His mouth was sideways. He was slurring. He spit on me a little bit. I was like, I ain't know if to wipe it off or if I could get a napkin. I'm like, I got some ODB spit for sale. You know what I mean? I ain't know. But still, I'm talking to him, right? And I'm chilling with him. And he's in there, but he's drawing a little bit. Like, he's bringing attention to himself. He's drawing a little bit. I could tell he's a little fucked up. And then there was, like, two other niggas that came up. Like, like, yo, man, let's go. They was calling him about, they was, they was calling him something else. They wasn't calling him dirty, but they was like, yo, man, let's go. They was like trying to get him to leave and make dimes. And so I get my food. And I'm like, all right, I'll dap him up. Like, all right, cool. You know, we going. I go back to the crib. And I'm telling Sandra and them, I'm like, yo, like, I just saw ODB at the McDonald's, old dirty bastard in the McDonald's. And they like, you ain't get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, yo, for real, I just was talking to old dirty bastard in the McDonald's. I was shaking his hand, we was chilling, we was talking, blah, blah, blah. So then they like, yo, let's go back to McDonald's. And I'm like, yo, no, we're not doing that. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, we're not doing that. Like, that's corny shit. Like, old dirty bastard in McDonald's, he probably just trying to get his food. Niggas trying to get out of there. It's already niggas trying to get him out of there. He's fucked up. I'm not about to go back around there, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, no, let's go back around there. So we go, we drive back around to McDonald's. It's cop cars everywhere. Like, all over the whole McDonald's, right? So we just keep going, because we don't fuck with the cops. I'm high, driving. No, I ain't doing that. We got we got 40s and blunts. <laughs> we got to get the fuck out of here. So we drive away, drive back to the crib, get back to the crib, turn the news or turn the TV on. Five minutes later on the news, old dirty bastard is being arrested at the McDonald's and Southwest. And I said, yo, I just told y'all. I just told y'all that old dirty bastard at that fucking McDonald's. They're like, damn, he getting arrested. I said, see, and we would have been out there drawing and we would have been high. One of us would have got arrested too, right with him. Right with his dumb ass. But old dirty bastard got arrested in that Southwest McDonald's. I was there. I was talking to him and everything. Spit on me. <laughs> old dirty bastard spit on the nigga. But you know, it is what it is. And um, so that's it. That's the end of my episode. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you go out and cop some of these albums. Go out. If you don't believe me, if you're a young boy and you don't believe me when I tell you that Wu-Tang Clan is the best, go cop. I'm gonna tell you the albums to get. Get Iron Man by Ghostface Killer. Get Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer. Get Only Built for Cuban Links by Raekwon the Chef. Get Return to the 36 Chambers by Old Dirty Bastard. And get 
to Cal by Method Man and get um 36 Chambers by the Wu-Tang Clan. If you get those albums and you listen to those albums in their entirety because you don't have to skip nothing, you can put them motherfuckers in and press play. That's another thing. Those are albums that you can put in and press play and not have to worry about it. Just press play, sit back, relax, get your 40s and your blunts and, get, and, and just chill. Zone out and just rock out. You know what I mean? Just fucking, I'm telling you. So if you're a young boy and you don't believe me, go get those albums that I just put on this list and come back and holler at your boy. And if you don't think, if you got an argument for another group, text me, message me, tell me on this thing. I don't give a fuck. And we going to argue and you're going to lose. You're going to lose. But it's cool. But like I said before, and like I say now, Wu-Tang is the GOAT group. Just like I said, Eminem is the GOAT rapper. And I'm sticking by it. And I don't care. And then with that being said, you got a business, let me know. I can pump it on my podcast. Um, And I want you to keep listening and tell your friends. And you know the deal. The roaches, everybody. You live in the projects, go to the top floor and, and yell it down the fucking staircase. There's people in there. There's people in there fucking. There's people in there selling drugs. There's people in there peeing. Just yell down the staircase, listen for podcast. Or, or play the episode at the top and just let the let it echo. Them Project Staircases got to echo like a motherfucker. Play the episode at the top, let it echo down. Give me a ray of sunshine down them projects. Give them a little bit of hope, a little bit of light. But <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But anyway, um, until then, uh, bye. Because that's all I can say. Um, I'm going to come up with a catch uh, end phrase. It's going to be like, um, I holler at you. Yeah, I holler at you. Because I do holler. I do. I be hollering sometimes on here. So guess what? That's my end phrase. Guess what I'm going to do? I holler at y'all. Peace.